says. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson filling in for Herman Kane. He'll be back tomorrow, I believe I heard. So I'm kind of like the last guy before the main guy comes back. And joining me from Las Vegas, where I am, and I haven't even seen him yet, is Jamie Dupree. Hey, Eric. How you doing, buddy? I'm live I'm in the uh, the press filing center here uh, just outside of the debate for tonight. We're in one of the uh, mammoth convention areas of the Venetian Hotel, but not really in the Venetian anymore, sort of attached to it. And this is where a huge room, I just put up a, uh, a link to it a few minutes ago on Twitter so you can see, I'd say there's almost 600 seats in here for members of the press corps tonight. So just as big as the, the number that showed up here in Vegas for the Democratic debate two months ago, or I guess just uh, yeah, two months ago. So yeah, uh, as usual, the radio news nerds like me are the first ones here. Uh, another one of the first people here, Dan Balls, the Washington Post. So those who are really serious have avoided the blackjack tables for right now. <laughs> you know, I haven't actually even gotten my press credentials yet. i got to go over this afternoon and figure out where everything is. Yep. Uh, if you need any help, uh, seriously, just give me a ring because it's uh, you sort of got to thread your way. If you've ever been to uh, Vegas, you know, sometimes there's some long corridors that seem to go nowhere, and that's where we are here. Yesterday, I got in, Eric, and went right over to a Marco Rubio event. He held a rally here. Rubio talking about growing up. You know, most people think of him as being from Miami, but he grew up for a while here in Vegas. His parents both worked uh, on the Strip. His father is a bartender. His mother is a maid. He told that story. I would expect you might hear little threads of that tonight in this Vegas debate. And there were, what, maybe 200? I'll be nice. 250 people there. And then mm -hmm. three blocks away, four hours later, there were about four to 5,000 who showed up for Donald Trump. You know, if you want to make the joke, he was the headliner on the, on the Vegas Strip last night, basically. I mean, it was the biggest event going on in Las Vegas, though this place is so large you hardly even know it's happening. One of my cab drivers last night had no idea that there was even a debate going on this week. So not everybody is tuned in to what's happening. What I thought was interesting about Trump last night was that he certainly could have if he wanted to. He could have gone scorched earth on anyone in the Republican field, but he didn't do it. Just some generic stuff, but he didn't go after anybody uh, specifically. So we'll see if that changes tonight. You know, we've you spent know, a lot of time over these four debates saying, well, so-and-so is going to attack or Trump's going to attack so-and-so. This still reminds me of four years ago when we kept saying, well, someone's going to attack Mitt Romney, and then it never happened. Instead, what they did was they fought over who would be the alternative to Mitt Romney. And I just wonder if we're going to see two things tonight. One, still some people who are out on the edges, like a John Kasich, like a Rand Paul, like a Carly Fiorina go after Trump, but then maybe others turn their fire on a Ted Cruz or a Marco Rubio trying to bring them back to become the alternative to Trump. J Jamie, I have... I think it is too much of a superficial shortcut for pundits in the media to say that, oh, we're going to see the Ted Cruz versus Donald Trump fight tonight. I really I don't think, think what we need to pay tonight. attention to is the interaction between Rubio and Cruz. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, they've been sniping a lot more. You know, for all of Ted Cruz's talk about, well, I've been really nice. I haven't gone after Donald Trump. He has been certainly uh, going after Rubio and the staffs of both Rubio and Cruz. What? Now, you, you act like neocon warmonger internationalist is a bad thing. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, I, I don't think it's bad at all. I'm just, it, to me, it's just a fact. It's not a question of whether it's right or wrong. It has been happening. And certainly Rubio has repeatedly been drawing differences with Cruz, and Cruz has been doing it right back. It just hasn't get, uh, been getting that much 
much attention. And Eric, I haven't talked to you since this happened last Thursday, and I want to reemphasize this with you because you're very plugged into these kind of things. Cruz gave a speech on terrorism and foreign policy at the Heritage Foundation mm-hmm. last Thursday. And I and forgive listeners, forgive me for repeating the story, but the Heritage people, when the event was over, they asked questions of Cruz. And this was the day that that story came out about Cruz behind the scenes at the fundraiser, you know, raising issues about Trump and Carson. And the Heritage people asked about that. Trump, uh, uh, Cruz ignored it and went off and talked about something else, and he got some applause. And they came back, and the Heritage guy followed up and asked it again. Now, my point in bringing this up is, to me, it's a perfect example of the conservatives within the Republican Party and groups like Heritage starting to say, you know what? we got to stop Trump. I mean, th- this has gone on yeah. too long. And they, they're looking right now as if to say to Ted Cruz, like, come on, get off the bench and start doing something. You can't just stand back and sort of draft off of him. There, I noticed a lot of the press buzz and conservative pundit buzz yesterday over other talk radio shows suddenly yes. uh, being mildly critical of Trump in his attacks on Cruz. Uh, I, I told this story earlier, Jamie. I haven't had a chance to tell you that last Friday, a friend of mine was in Ebenezer's, the coffee shop on Capitol Hill, two lobbyists behind him before the Iowa poll had come out saying that they had heard a new poll was going to come out with Cruz in the lead and they were going to need writing checks to stop Trump even though they didn't like him. Listen, I think for the establishment, the most important thing that they can have happen right now is for Cruz to defeat Trump in Iowa. Because I personally believe if Trump wins in Iowa, he wins the nomination, because I don't think he could be stopped then in New Hampshire. I think he would ring up that victory, and he would start to overwhelm people. But a Cruz win uh, in Iowa, I think, would really uh, slow Trump enough where the establishment then could think about either A, getting behind Cruz, or B, getting behind somebody like Rubio. Now... At the same time, there are more and more Democratic pieces coming out where I'm really getting the sense that, well, you you may have David Brock saying they're not going to attack Rubio, but there's a lot of Democratic fear out there about Rubio. There's a Slate article today pointing out that the most conservative millennials are those who grew up during Barack Obama's administration, and overwhelmingly, they like Rubio over Hillary Clinton. I, you know, I know this is going to earn a lot of people. They're going to beat their fist on the dashboard when they hear me say this. But I really do think that Marco Rubio is the most dangerous person for Hillary Clinton in the GOP field right now. I think he has uh, he has the younger generational kind of pull. Uh, personally, I think that his ability to speak Spanish and not just sort of say Buenos Dias, you know, and get some laughs or something like that, he can get. Listen, this is, and I'm sure we're going to see it here tonight at this debate. The number. Uh, and the the amount of Spanish language media that is out there right now, it, it's unbelievable how much more there is in terms of Telemundo, Univision, the Spanish language newspapers and radio that show up to all these political events. Rubio is able to do those interviews, and he has multiple surrogates who can do those interviews in Spanish without even batting an eye. Hillary Clinton doesn't have that. I, I personally believe that she must pick as a running mate, if she is the nominee, she must pick a Hispanic from Texas or something like that as her running mate, because they must have somebody who can combat that. If it <laughs> and is the Castro Rubio. brothers she wants doesn't even speak exactly. Spanish. Exactly. <laughs> That's my thought. It's one of the Castro brothers, to me, would be the obvious choice if you can make that, yes. And so in uh, the other thing is, I still think that Ted Cruz has a Mason-Dixon line issue, uh, that mm-hmm. he can do really well in the South, but I think once you get north of the border states, I think there are issues for him in a way that, would, that Rubio would not be seen like that. You know, I, I know a lot of people in the Republican Party don't like Rubio because he played footsie on immigration. I get that. On the other hand, he's certainly no Democrat when you look at a lot of the issues that are out there. But he has an appeal that I think that the 
Democrats are worried about. And the ability to get into the Hispanic community, I think, would be huge. But you know what? Trump, um, uh, Trump can cite polls that show that he can beat Hillary Clinton and he can beat Bernie Sanders. But I think the Democrats would feel very, very confident that they could derail Trump along the way. I, I look at Trump like a prize fight. Uh, I, I think what you do with Trump is you just keep jabbing him over and over again. I think this has been sort of the mistake of the other Republicans, because uh, I think that it, you look at it like uh, you keep jabbing and sooner or later you open up a cut. And, and the one thing is, is that, as we've seen, Trump doesn't like to be hectored and uh, and heckled. And so we'll see who does it tonight. I still think it's going to be uh, mainly Kasich, mainly Rand Paul and others. I'm not sure that anybody gets into it, but who knows? Uh, I wouldn't think that that uh, fighting with Trump tonight would be the biggest goal of either Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio at all. I have a prediction about tonight. I Let's think that it. after this debate, uh, we start seeing the return of the Windows-Bush dropout stories. Um, either that or I do have to note that the NBC Wall Street Journal poll had him at 7% this week. So either he's bubbling up or that's a, a, a true outlier. But I, I do think the establishment... The establishment is going to start realizing soon that they don't have anybody right now. And, you know, Scott Walker last week sort of said this, like it's time for people to drop out. And that would include, in fact, yesterday at the Rubio event, I overheard a Rubio supporter. These are the greatest things where you sit there and act like you're right. just doing your work with your headphones in and you're just listening to people. And there was a Rubio person who was talking about some Nevada Republicans that he knows who had told him when Bush drops out, we're coming to Rubio. And the, the Rubio guy kept saying to them, basically, come on, do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. We need you to do it now. And I, I do think there's going to be some pressure that's going to be felt there because, let's face it, right now, Rubio is the best place nationally of any other Republican. Obviously, Christie and Kasich, their hope is that they could somehow do better than Rubio in New Hampshire and then sort of try to take that man. Yeah, you, you do have a Christie surge in New Hampshire. I pulled up the poll yes. in earlier, and Bush is now fifth in Iowa, sixth in New Hampshire, yeah. and fifth in South Carolina. Yeah, I think I do think, you know, if, if anybody is going to get that Rudy Giuliani sort of uh, uh, effort in just New Hampshire, it's going to be right now at least maybe Chris Christie. And he's back on the main stage tonight. So you wonder, would he take a chance to try to give it to Trump? You know, Christie was sort of the, supposed to be the person like Trump to tell it like it is and, and just uh, be bare bones about it and right. everything like that. Uh, he obviously is not doing that much in Iowa and focusing much more on New Hampshire. We've seen people do that before. I can think of John McCain who did that, and it, it can work in a macro way, but maybe not overall to win the nomination. But a, uh, the better that Christie does in New Hampshire, uh, I think, you know, takes only takes points probably out of Marco Rubio. Now, speaking of Christie coming back on stage, Mike Huckabee is off the stage. He didn't get yes. the family leader endorsement, and Alice Stewart, his longtime communications director, has left. Well, let's get down to business. Um, uh, we're not. I mean, I know that the polls at this time four years ago had Rick Santorum at what about five percent, and so we've seen it. Yes, there can be a big change, but uh, I mean, I'll say this about Huckabee: I don't think he's campaigning all that much. I don't nope. see him being out on the stump that much and so realistically he's just he has no traction santorum has had no traction and again uh their people where have they gone uh as i'm looking at rick santorum live on cnn right now where have his people gone in iowa they've gone mainly i think to ted cruz i think so all right so we'll be over there this evening with you at the, oh, good, the good. cnn debate uh i think i'm gonna be on until 1 a.m eastern time i'm happy um, to be there right with you buddy it'll be a lot of yeah. fun 
Well, you know, and I then, wouldn't uh, be after there we get done, you, we'll we'll pack up all the equipment, hand it to Charlie, and we'll go play some cards. Okay? Exactly. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing this except you made that strong pitch after Boulder that I should come to all the debates. So here we are. I told it's all you. your fault. <laughs> all right, we'll see, Eric. Have a good all one, right, buddy. Jamie Dupree. Take care, Eric Erickson in for Herman King. We'll be back with your calls.